This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 475 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And you know me, there's nothing better than good neighbors who are also business owners and married. Yay! Today I have <laughs> Eric and Lisa Wiesner. Their company is Beacon Estate Services. Guys, how you doing? Hey, we're blessed. How are you? Doing terrific. And uh, yeah, thrilled to have both you guys on the interview and love the fact that you're in it together 24-7, 365, as they say, right? <laughs> so let's start with your company, Beacon Estate Services. I know you guys do a lot of different things. Let's start with an overview of Beacon Estates. Tell us uh, what you guys are doing there. So we created Beacon Estate Services to help the families of those who have either passed away or, or who are transitioning into an assisted living environment. We do this by protecting, preparing, and selling their home. Um, we know that this is a very difficult and emotional time for our clients, you know, many of whom live and work out of state. So part of our offering is we offer home watch, home prep, and real estate services. We also uh, know what that's like, and we strive to be a one-call solution through this difficult time. So we're always developing an ever-growing network of support services, um, and this, these range from packing and moving to legal and financial services. Um, we, we really do this so that we can offer our clients a peace of mind, whether they're around the corner or across the country. Wow. Wow. So you offer these services beyond Southwest Florida then? Uh, we we are here locally, but most of our clients, um, the families do not live here, you know, yeah, mom or yeah. dad or grandma, right? So um, we we found, and, and I really what we do is really tied into why we're doing it and how we got here. So um, about four years ago, Eric's mom was diagnosed with cancer and given about four months to live. Unfortunately, she only made it six weeks hmm. uh, to to make matters even more um, difficult. She had a horse farm in Ocala and she was the memory keeper for three generations. Um, wow. If you can interpret that, that means she had a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it and I got to tell you, if you've ever tried to find a new home for a horse, it's just not as fun as it sounds. Wow. <laughs> it was really difficult. So we were knee deep in trying to manage all of that um, when six weeks later, my mom passed away suddenly. Hmm. Uh, and she was on the east coast of Florida. So at the time, our son was a junior in high school and we were just you know, spread all over the state trying to manage both of, um, of these estates. And it, it was just emotionally, mentally, physically overwhelming. Mm. Um, we had hundred of hundreds of little details. We had to deal with hundreds of people in order to do that. Um, homes, cars, clothes, furniture, bills, wills, pets, horse, for goodness sake. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Yeah. So throughout all of it, um, we just kept saying we wish that there was one solution, one call, one person that we could turn to, um, to be able to provide all of that. Um, and as we were going through this, uh, we talked with a whole lot of other people who were in the same boat. 
Um, and we heard just sad story after sad story. And we found that there were a lot of people who, same as us, um, took the time to deal with their the last days and final arrangements for their loved one and had to go back home. And now they have all of this, all of this stuff to, to be able to deal with and no time and, and sometimes mm-hmm. financial resources, mm-hmm. you know, to manage it. So um, being overwhelmed and with a seemingly impossible task, we really decided that we could put our skill sets uh, mm-hmm. to good use and be the one trusted resource. Wow. So Eric, Tell us a little bit about your journey. I mean, one, you're a very smart guy. You let Lisa, you know, figure this stuff out. And like myself, you know, I follow Barb and, and uh, so good for you. Uh, but tell us a little bit about from, from your point of view, what was the journey like from what you were doing to this? Yeah, no, great question. Thank you. Uh, so for me, my background um, coming into this whole uh, experience was I've, I've got 20 plus years in uh, construction and uh, and real estate. So um, I look at everything from a project management standpoint and, you know, how to get the most out of the resources that you've got. So that was my perspective on this. But on a personal level, when confronted with all this, as Lisa just laid out, it's I I could not manage it. I physically could not manage it. And and for me, it was that was kind of the genesis of that question of can I just write a check? Can I just find somebody that can deal with all this? Because I don't have time to meet the guy to mow the yard and, you know, fix Mm. the broken whatever and find the issue related to a permit or what have you that is going to prevent me from being able to sell this. Or, you know, who who do I talk to? How do I get evaluation? These are all the questions that were just spinning in my head. Um, So both as an individual and then relating it back to what other people experience who aren't even in the state, you know, they're dealing with a distant family member situation. Um, So for me, it it was kind of the, the, the crux of those two issues, my own personal experience combined with, you know, my, my background and my training said, I should be able to manage this. And I really couldn't. And even together, you know, we approach a lot of things together as a team, it was overwhelming. So, that, that was kind of my perspective in this whole thing and why the, we came to, as we moved through this whole process and got that level of experience in doing all that, we said, hey, you know, this touches our skill set. You know, Lisa's background and, and education is in psychology. Uh, mine is in construction and project management. So for us, it was like, hey, let's marry those skill sets up and let's truly help people. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love how you guys have really packaged it all together. And and you're right. I mean, I, heck, I can't imagine being local and putting it all together, let alone in another state. And, um, you know, the peace of mind that you provide at a time when your emotional focus and energy is is on that tragedy that occurred, you know, or, or about to occur, whatever, you know, uh, timeline is happening uh, to know that all these other things that just get in the way. And is, is taken care of by you guys. Yeah. Wow. So one of the things that, that a lot of the professionals that we work with tell us is, you know, 90 plus percent of people do not plan for these events and their families are not prepared for these events. So when they happen, it turns into a triage situation. Mm. And that's what we found 
as well as why we're able to help because there's more coming in than what people can manage. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We feel like yeah. that we, when people do plan ahead, um, they plan financially, they plan legally, right? So yeah. they've got all of that buttoned up, but they really don't plan for, well, we're just going to give you our house and our stuff. Well, what do you, you know, that it's a, it's a burden on a family, and quite frankly. I mean, yeah. yeah. And, you a know? Horse. and a horse. Yeah. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that, that's a real good point. You know, the house, and you know, you can let that sit for a period of time, but my goodness, you know, there are other items that like horses and pets and things that you got to deal with right away. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. How about any myths or misconceptions that, that maybe you've helped, heard or you've had to deal with uh, in your service? Anything come to mind? Well, I don't know about misconceptions, but I can tell you that um, in many cases, families, and Lisa just touched on this, in many cases, families have made some inroads with a legal professional to handle that aspect of it, mm-hmm. or they've made some inroads or done some planning typically with a financial professional. But when it comes to kind of, if you think about it as a three-legged stool, there's all the stuff. And that's that's what always seems to be a, a gray zone for everyone. So whether it's, you know, I don't know who's getting what, or I don't know how it's going to be managed, or there's a will, or there's not a will, or there's, you know, yeah. estate issues that, that come up. Those, that, that gray zone is the space that, that we work in and, and why it's so important to kind of bring us to bear as well as the financial and legal professional yeah. so we can complete the team. Well, and, and one of the things that I would very much like to add is when you're talking the financial or you're talking the legal, that's very cut and dry and you can form a contract for that and that's all spelled out. The stuff is all very emotionally charged. And mm-hmm. so... It, being able to have someone come in to hold your hand and say, we've got this and here's the plan and, you know, take everybody through it. I think that's where we really add the value because we all know we're just overwhelmed is the word I keep coming back to. Yeah. And your lawyer's not going to go replace the bad water heater or fix the roof. And, you know, your financial professional likely is not going to be able to handle your real estate transaction for you. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's a case of, uh, you know, it's one of those, I guess, fortunately, uh, we don't go through it until we have to go through it. And it's you don't know what you don't know. Right. Until you've gone through right. it. But you, you help them just get their life back. And, and again, you know, like I said earlier, allow them to focus on the really important stuff and not all this other clutter that gets in the way. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. One sure. of the one of the things that we we came up with that we think makes a big difference is we provide home watch services. So Mm. a lot of the times Mm. when someone's passed, right, you have an empty house. So now we put it under a home watch, everything's protected. And now the family can sit back and breathe and actually take the time. You know, sometimes people might need months just to process and go through the grieving process before they can even start to make these decisions. And we give them that time. And, and that's, I think, very important. As well as, you know, there's, um, there's typically, or uh, in many cases, there's a probate process. And that's at minimum, you know, three months, typically six months or more to go through yeah. that. So what happens to that asset? If, if nobody is out there keeping an eye on it and managing some of the 
potential issues that can come from having a home in Florida and particularly mm -hmm. Southwest Florida, everything from hurricanes to pests, um, who's got a, their eyes on that, right? So we take care of that, take that concern or that liability off the table until everyone is ready to make a decision. And mm -hmm. uh, it also helps because we're in the home so we're looking at any of the issues that need to be addressed for its next life, whatever that might be, whether it be as a rental, whether it be as another family member moving in or potentially as a sale. Uh, yeah. you know, we're, we've got eyes on that and that perspective. Wow. wow. Good stuff. How about outside of the business? What are you guys doing for fun? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. We'll let you know when that happens. <laughs> so interestingly enough, um, we were busy before, you know, we're real estate and, and construction. Yeah. We do remodeling, right? And we wow. wear many hats. Oh and my so <laughs> I know. So we're we're normally kind of busy, but then COVID hit and we thought, oh, surely we'll be dead, right? And so mm -hmm. after many years, we decided to renovate our own home. And then surprise, we were essential workers and we've been busier than we've really yeah. been in the past yeah, years. So when yeah. we're not working on other people's homes, we try to squeeze in working yeah, on ours. Kayaking a little, hiking a little, getting to the beach. You know, we yeah. love that too. So yeah. spending time with our son, of course. And yeah. 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 Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. How about when it comes to life challenge, adversity, looking back, guys, uh, period of time that you were able to, you know, make it through and, uh, but now can look back and say, yeah, it was a, it was a rough period of time, but you know, we went through it and, and made it and we now feel like it was a good thing. You know, we're better for it. We're stronger. Yeah. I think two things come to mind. Obviously the great recession hit us in our industries pretty heavily. Um, yeah. so that was a really challenging time, but it also, you know, there's that, there's that analogy that steel sharpens steel. So I think it allowed us to get better at a lot of the things that, you know, that we have become complacent. Uh, Streamline. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. you know, 08, 09 uh, and 10 were really kind of formative years for us. Um, as we look back, you know, we've been married over 25 years now. So we've had plenty of time to to uh, be steel sharpening steel. But uh, that, was, that was particularly <laughs> a challenging time. But then the yeah. next thing that really comes to mind, and this kind of is an expansion of, of one of the things that we experienced. So during that time of our great loss, uh, just immediately following that, Hurricane Irma hit Southwest Florida. So we had gone through and, and we were still managing all these estate situations. Uh, so it was almost an insult to injury scenario. Mm -hmm. um, and as you know, um, you know, it really touched the bulk of Florida. So it touched every single one of the properties and things that we were managing from our home in Naples all the way up to the things that we were dealing with in, in uh, North Central Florida. So, uh, and all points in between. So, you know, when you look at challenging times, um, in retrospect, um, it, it made our issues kind of pale in comparison because we were looking at, at, homes and and people in our own community that had suffered catastrophic loss mm -hmm. of, of their homes um through lisa and i are very much involved in our local church and so one of the things that our church did was it um we formed a committee because that's what we do that's step one and everything <laughs> <we do. laughs> but by the way if you know what a camel is that's a uh, thoroughbred racehorse built by committee 
(laughs) (laughs) Moving on beyond that, um, the committee did a lot of great fundraising. Uh, But what it wasn't able to do was take those funds and apply them in a way that um, truly could get to the ground level of of a community need. And so there's a lot of great resources out there uh, in terms of financial. But um, what really needed to happen was some on the ground uh, action. And, uh, you know, it's the hands and feet. Right. So um, working through. our, our church um, and through other valued uh, members of the community, the, the United Ways of the world, the Salvation mm-hmm. Armies of the world, uh, Samaritan's Purse, uh, working through all those entities. But more specifically, I had the opportunity to work directly with Habitat for Humanity. In fact, mm-hmm. we did the first disaster recovery program within their uh, offering uh, in Lee County. And so oh, we wow, went, rolled up our sleeves and went to work and took all those great resources that have been brought to bear by all those great uh, organizations and uh, NGOs that I just mentioned and got to work actually rebuilding people's homes. So I'm very proud to say that after 14 months of direct hands-on, we were able to repair and uh, repopulate 65 homes with their family. And so for me, that was probably the, not only the pinnacle of my professional career, but also one of the greatest give back opportunities that I've ever had. And so right next to me, standing by my side, was my wife, Lisa, and all that. Yeah. So we learned a lot from that. And yeah. uh, it really kind of steeled our resolve as it relates to Beacon, because we're doing a similar thing. You know, we're taking what is almost, in many cases, a disaster situation and putting all the pieces back together again and changing a liability into an asset. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you, you raise a, a great point, Eric. You know, we, we all go through these tough times, but you don't have to look very far often to see folks who are in a much more desperate place. And, and you know, the fact that you guys were willing to do that, I mean, it's very easy, you know, when the economy's bad, when you get, you know, hit by a hurricane to, for it to be all about you, but to be able to go, well, no, you know, there's a bigger meaning here and, and uh, to help out uh, gives me chills. And, and that's a great message, I think, to put out there because uh, there, there's stuff happening every day. And, and it's part of what this Good Neighbor podcast is all about is really just sharing the good news. And, and, and you know, we're all in this together and we help one another out. So thank you for, for all you guys have done. And I know that's not the end of it, obvious. So uh, obviously so. That's thank you for sharing that. That's great. We we love the sense of community. We we, yeah. we are all in this together. Yeah, yeah. How about one thing you wish our listeners knew about your company? What would that be? I mean, I think our tagline is uh, is really where our, where our heart is in this whole thing, and that yeah. is our family helping yours. Yeah, we've yeah. been there. We know it, and we you know we're and and there's no. No detail too small, no question not worth asking, no tear that can't be shed together. Um, and really, we're just, we're here. We, we have an ever-growing network of referrals because we never know what somebody's going to need. And we're here in Naples. People have cars, planes, boats. I mean, other things just be, you know, this, the level of stuff is is pretty amazing. And the level of need, we're just here to meet that. Yep. Yeah. Super. Well, I know we have listeners who want to learn more, want to get in touch. What's the best way for them to do so? 
I think the first and most important thing is check out our website. You know, for us, uh, beacon.swf. No, beacon, S-W-F, B-E-A-C-O-N-S-W-F.com. Is a great place to start. the best resource. Yeah. yeah. Because it'll take you through all of our offering and, and to, to the extent that it can answer a lot of questions and give people a good understanding of what we need to do. Um, that is a good starting point. Um, yeah. Or just give us a call, you know, 239-919-6712 and let us get to work. Well, super. Well, kudos to you, Eric, for at least getting the phone number correct. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a, an ongoing joke with many of our listeners, and you've probably heard it different episodes where when it comes to this point, it's like oftentimes it's a phone number, but but it's not too uncommon the website because how often do we like Google or you know put in our web right. address or call our phone number? So it's like uh, you know, and I get that like deer in the headlights look like oh my god, I got to look up my phone number, and my web address. So, <laughs> that's, that's what I love about teamwork here. That's it. That's absolutely it. <laughs> well, guys, you know, once again, thank you for being a part of the show and, and sharing this really important information. I, I had no idea such a service even existed. So I'm glad we're getting the word out there and wish you all the best going forward. Wonderful. Thank you for the opportunity, Charlie. Appreciate it. Yeah, great stuff. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.